Thank you for joining us in our study of the book of Genesis, entitled The Origin of Reason. Now one more thing to consider is this, as, as we're looking at Eve and the man and the woman and their relationship. This woman came from man, and Adam knew it. Somehow he knew it. He declared the woman to be bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh in Genesis 2. Now I have no idea how God did what he did, but Adam knew instinctively this was to be his companion, or as we would say, his better half, his woman. And he speaks with joy. He was saying, wow, this is great. A man and a woman, when they unite, are united on three different levels. They're united body, soul, and spirit. Now this is a complete union, one that a man can enjoy with nobody else other than his wife. And he sure can't enjoy it with the wife of another man, or an illicit relationship, another woman, period. It's a relationship that is established strictly between a husband and a wife. And it's a union that takes place that is inextricable. It's like taking two pieces of paper and gluing them together until they become one. It's a complete union. There's a definite physical union, we know that. And that's a sexual union that consummates the marriage. We, we know what that is, but in our day, sex is practically a passive thing that's become almost an expected part of the dating process. That's a sad thing to say. If that is all there is, then the relationship has no depth and it's lower than platonic. It's animalistic. Animals mate and then they move on, feeling no ties, no responsibility, no obligations. That's animalistic, and we are beyond that. When people act in such a way, something breaks, though. Free sex, meaning sex with no strings attached, strips away meaning and purpose behind the act. It, it is dehumanizing. It brings you into the point of acting as the animals. It cheapens and degrades what was intended to be a sacred thing between a man and his wife. It cuts deep into the spiritual side of a person and leaves a great void. Relationships at that point become valueless. They don't mean anything. The value of a marriage union is, is greatly diminished. And in our day, you have people who live together long before they're married. So the marriage relationship is just an add-on effect. The value of the union is, is, is tarnished. Eventually, the basis of the union is lost and there's no real meaning left, and love is something okay, but the feelings are gone, and the marriage becomes obsolete. Why even get married? And that's where our society is today. Now, we have an enemy, and the enemy wants to strike at God, right? I do believe there is a real devil, there is a real Satan, and he's here, and he wants to strike at God, and he's going to strike at what's most precious to God. He's going to try to bring down the institutions that God has established. The first institution that God established, and we'll see this as we move along, is marriage. And guess where the devil is striking the hardest? His aim is to destroy the family. And to do this, he has to destroy the concept and idea of marriage. If he can do that, the family dissolves. Now, look at these numbers. On a national scale, divorce is at a 50 to 51% rate. And remarriage, as I mentioned earlier in the study, is at 70% divorce rate. The United States Supreme Court has told us, you and I, that same-sex marriage is now normal and it's to be accepted and respected. You can't speak against it in public. You'll be reprimanded. There are some businesses that if you say the wrong thing that is considered to be inappropriate, you will lose your job. So now it's a normal thing and it's a normative that the Supreme Court has established. Adam and Eve could just as easily have been Adam and Steve in the eyes of the Supreme Court. But in the eyes of God, this is an abomination. 
The first institutions we see here are major principles that God has established. And there's a great deal of impact that this first institution has. Adam had to be prepared for the woman. He saw all the other animals, that they came in pairs. He saw that. The Lord was preparing Adam. And then the woman was prepared from Adam, for Adam. This union brought an emotional satisfaction and a spiritual completion that nothing else could provide, nothing and nobody. Adam had no idea what to expect. He had no preconceived notions about what he needed or wanted in a woman. God provided every bit of that. God knew exactly what would fit. In our day, we believe that we have a true knowledge of what we want and what we need. We know what we're looking for in a woman. We think we see it all. But with the divorce rate at 50 to 51%, I believe that tells us quite clearly that we're wrong. We don't know. Let me tell you very clearly. We think we know, but we don't know. A man thinks he needs someone like his mother, except somebody less controlling. She has to be a really beautiful girl, just right. She, she has to have the understanding heart of Mother Teresa and the patience of Job. And she better be able to cook like Bobby Flay and work as hard and as long as any man you've ever known. Now, as for the woman, she's looking for a man that looks like Tom Selleck, has money like Bill Gates, and a personality that's just as lovable and adorable as she can possibly imagine. She needs a man that's going to make her laugh and always make her feel happy. A man who will bathe her in luxury and comfort and satisfy her every need. That's the man she needs. But what happens when the vision is finally cleared up and reality sets in? The man begins to see his wife as just another person, like him. The woman begins to see that he's just like all the other guys she's known. We have to get beyond the superficial things and start considering what God intended with this marriage. Marriage brings two people together first in a spiritual union. It's not a matter of Adam chiseling away at the rough edges he found in Eve. He was not charged with the responsibility of molding Eve into his image. No, he was to accept her as she was delivered. Now for the Christian, it's imperative that you marry another Christian. This is critical. Or just stay single. Do not be united with an unbeliever. If you marry an unbeliever, you're inviting a lifetime of disappointment, disillusionment, and true discouragement. The unbeliever will 99% of the time pull you away from the faith you profess. There's an old saying that is very, very true. You marry in haste, and you'll repent in leisure. God saw the need in Adam, and he moved on his behalf. Adam was not aware of his need. Eve was a perfect match. How do we know? Well, God made her. Even with this being the case, there were troubles to come. So we stop and say, oh, wow, oh, man, what's going to happen here? When God delivered Eve to her husband, Adam, as we're told he did in Genesis chapter 2, he did far more than just provide Adam with a suitable helper. He did more than just provide a companion. He did more than just provide a means of reproduction. He established a basic institution which has stood the test of time, an institution that the world is seeking right now to tear apart and redefine. Including the United States, 22 other countries throughout the world during the past 15 years have enacted legislation that dramatically alters the biblical definition of marriage. Long before there were government, schools, churches, or any other social institution, God established a home based on mutual respect and love between a husband and a wife, a man, Adam, and a woman, Eve. To wrap your mind around the importance of this institution, consider this. 
Every other human institution arises from this single institution. This is how important marriage is in the scheme of things. It truly is the foundation of society as we know it. From this relationship comes the authority of the father that developed the patriarchal form of rule and later forms of human government. This gave rise to the monarchy and from this came democracy. From parental responsibility came the need to teach their kids in the way of what was right and wrong. Later, this became more of a formal system of education. From that came the establishment of rules and laws and governance. From this relationship came the first schoolroom where parents taught, and from this came the academies and larger institutions of higher learning. From this relationship came children, and children need care and supervision. In sickness, there needed to be somebody who could nurse the child back to health. From this relationship came the idea of health care in hospitals. From this relationship came the idea of spiritual education as the parents sat and instructed their children about God, things that they personally had experienced. Parents taught their children how to worship and how to talk to God and how to pray. From this relationship came the fundamental concept of the church. There's no social organization or cultural institution that did not or does not find their roots in the relationship of marriage. This is how fundamental the institution is to the structure and formation of society. This is why the devil hates it. If he can destroy this, he would have the ability to wreak chaos throughout all cultures without any interference. The standards of authority and leadership would be removed. The concept of companionship will be abolished. The love relationship between a man and woman will be degraded to being nothing more than animalistic endeavors. If the idea and concept of marriage can be distorted, not destroyed, but just distorted, it could turn many from any sense of security and assurance. Destroy the idea, distort the concept, smear the image, and bring disgrace to God on a continual daily basis. This is what the devil seeks to do. This is the aim of the Prince of Darkness. And he is attacking. He's always attacking marriage. And today this attack has been elevated as never before in the history of mankind. Twenty-three nations have voted to pervert the original design of God in marriage. And more nations are joining the crowd. Understand this. If the institution of marriage falls, then all of these other institutions will fall with it. Do not think they won't. If you destroy the foundations, you'll destroy the building. That marriage is under attack in our day is beyond question. With the divorce rate standing as high as it is, and the cohabitation rate being as high as it is, 47% of the women with a bachelor's degree or higher choose to avoid marriage and simply live with their man. These rates reveal marriage is taking a back seat in many cases. Marriage is becoming an afterthought in our society. I want to thank you very much for joining us today, being with us in this study. Your participation is well appreciated, and I hope you receive something to benefit. Come back next week and be with us as we study again the origin of reason.